I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite- Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. So one of my favorite writers online is a guy by the name of Steve Cam. He runs a website called nerdfitness.com, and I've had Steve on the podcast before. And what I love about Steve is he he's made fitness accessible and fun to people who otherwise wouldn't be interested in physical fitness or strength training. What he does is he takes inspiration from video games, pop culture, comic books, movies, and uh, creates workouts sometimes based around these. Like, for example, he's got a thing on there called the Konami Code workout uh, based on the, the classic Konami Code you used at the beginning of Contra. Anyways, really fun guy. He just came out with a book called Level Up Your Life. And it's not just about physical fitness, it's about how to infuse more adventure, more progress in your personal development using video game mechanics, using the same thing that video game designers use to keep you playing a video game for hours on end. He's found ways to implement those into your personal life, and he shows you how and level up your life. So today on the podcast, we talk about how video games can act as a template for our own personal development program. A lot of fun. So without further ado, Steve Cam and Level Up Your Life. Steve Cam, welcome back to the Art of Manliness podcast. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I mean, we go back, geez, five, six years? Yeah. Forever. It's been a lot, like, I think like 2000... Nine, I'd say, when we started interacting. That was it. I shot you an email. I was like, hey, Brett, I'm a huge fan. Love your website, man. And, <laughs> and you were so kind and got back to me. And I never I never forgot that. So um, so thank you. And thanks for having me back on the podcast as well. Well, you're welcome. So uh, for those of you uh, who don't know Steve, Steve is the owner of a fantastic website and uh, community called Nerd Fitness. And we've had him on the podcast before to discuss what Nerd Fitness is. And it's basically Steve's taking inspiration from video games and awesome movies and helping guys and gals get into shape using that. Uh, But today, we're going to talk about a book that Steve has just come out with. It's called Level Up Your Life. And uh, what I love about this book, Steve, is that you take this idea, because I I played video games as a kid, right? Sure. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, I loved them. (laughs) Um, And I loved how you took aspects of video games and applied it to people's life. Um, So how did you stumble upon this idea of living your life like a video game for, you know, personal self-improvement? Sure. Well, I'm very much like yourself. I was raised by two loving parents and a Nintendo entertainment system. 
uh, I spent my childhood playing The Legend of Zelda and Super Mario and Super Metroid. And as I grew older, I started to play more and more video games. They got more and more complex. And as they became more complex, I was able to use less and less imagination and thus spent far less time outside exploring as if I was a character and more time inside at my computer or on my couch playing these games. And eventually it got to a point after college where I realized I was spending a majority of my free time playing video games, specifically a game called EverQuest and EverQuest 2, which is like World of Warcraft, but I think even more uh, in-depth and and nerdier. So life kind of became the boring parts between when I could get back in and and play these video games. And eventually I got to the point just like this is not – it's not good. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm wasting these valuable years of my life and, and all this, this time doing playing these games. And I know it's not good for me. I know it's not healthy. And I started to think differently. I thought like, well, if, if I can get addicted to these video games, there have to be reasons why. And I wonder if I can kind of look at those games and then apply those same tactics and almost like behavioral psychology, like triggers that games use, apply those things to my own personal life. And instead of using these games as just an escape, instead using them as inspiration and education almost uh, to kind of reboot and and change my, my life outside of my day job. So that was the beginning of it. Uh, I was was sick of living vicariously through a character. And uh, to quote the most interesting man in the world, I wanted to start living vicariously through myself and took those same mechanics and started applying them to my life so that I could you know, level up my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, tell me like, so the, w- the way you did this is you set up a video game that you called the Epic quest of awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I remember when you started this, so can you tell us what was, wh- what is it? Cause it's still going on, right? The, yes. The Epic quest yes. Of awesome so is, you haven't, you haven't conquered it yet. No. And I, I don't know if I ever will. I, and I, we can get into that a little bit later, but yeah. Everybody has a bucket list and they just make a list of like a hundred and whatever things that they create probably on January 1st or January 2nd. They're like, my life's going to be different and I'm going to make this bucket list of things I always want to do. And it's, it'll say something like, uh, oh, travel and learn a language or exercise more, become a better cook. And these things are so vague and so, you know, it's so nebulous that people just create, they have more fun creating a list and they never actually cross things off of it. So I figured if I was going to start living a life like a video game, I had to build my list like a video game. And the reason why games work is there is a very specific set of things that need to happen in order for your character in a game to level up. It's not just go fight a bunch of guys and eventually you reach level 50. It's like, okay, at level one, you need to kill 10 spiders. And then you need to go to this cave and collect 20 of these things. There's a very specific path laid out for you. Uh, You know, this is actually called like the progress principle, but it allows you to consistently see progress in your character and anybody that's ever played a game you know it's like oh, I'll play for five more minutes I'll complete one more quest I'll try you know candy crush for I'll try to get through one more level uh, so I built my my bucket list which I didn't think was nerdy enough as a title so I called it my epic quest of awesome I turned the world into my video game world I came up with different names for each of the different continents. And then I got very specific with things I wanted to accomplish. So instead of I wanted to travel more, it was I want to find Nemo on the Great Barrier Reef. Or, oh man, like I grew up loving James Bond. So I was like, okay, I need to live like James Bond for a weekend, which involves me being in Monaco in a tuxedo and gambling. 
or it's learning to play a musical instrument, learning a new language, uh, volunteering every week in a, in, to a cause that something helps me out with or some, something that I think is, is important to me and helps make the world a better place. So I created, with the help of my community, created a list of, I think it was about 50 things that as somebody up until that point had never traveled very much, was very risk averse and shy and felt more content on a couch than I did out in reality, created this list of things that were challenging to me mentally, physically, socially, um, put me through, put me in a different country in a foreign situation or gave me an opportunity to do something that made uh, my life better. And since then, I've crossed off probably 20 to 25 things on that list. So I don't want to say halfway done, but crossed off a significant number of them. And as I've crossed them off and my life has changed over the five years since starting it, uh, my quest has changed and I've added new quests and new quest paths and identified new allies and, and obstacles to complete and things like that. So it's kind of like a slowly evolving video game with a series of quests that have very specific guidelines that give me a, a, a path to follow that makes me better, happier, stronger, um, uh, more financially stable, and also makes the world a better place. Awesome. So you've added expansion packs. <laughs> yes, I've absolutely awesome. added expansion paths since the original, uh, you know, beta launch, whenever yeah. that was five years ago. All right, so let's talk about. It. So you've been able to cross off and do a lot of stuff that's been on your bucket list, right? So let's. You mentioned some of the principles that are involved that that you've taken from video games to help you to help motivate you. So you mentioned sure. the progress principle. What are the other video game dynamics that? Um, help solve the motivation problem in our own lives that people can use that they can start like actually doing the stuff that they've been saying they've been wanting to do for years. Sure. And, and everybody says, they say, oh man, I wish I had the discipline or I wish I had the motivation to exercise more or oh, I've always wanted to learn a language. I just don't have the time for it. Um, and I stumbled across a quote that I've just found just really, really helpful. And essentially the quote is something like, you know, screw motivation, cultivate discipline. And everybody is waiting for motivation to get started to get fit. They're waiting for the motivation to start eating better. They're waiting for the motivation to finally start writing a novel. And instead of using motivation, instead it's like restructuring your life in a way that your only option truly is to succeed. And that comes from from video games. So like I said, we have this progress principle where there's a very specific set of steps laid out in front of you in order for you to get from where you are to where you want to be. And life is not generally laid out that way unless you start structuring your life in that way. So it's taking baby steps and identifying if you have a big goal, breaking it down into 50 smaller steps and finding a way every day to work on those individual goals. Another thing that I found really important for me personally as somebody that had never traveled was that uh, you know I've found more and more that the games that I love to play were the games that involved uh, exploring new places or seeing what's in the bottom of a cave or over a mountain or uh, you know what's what's on the other side of this ocean. So a big portion of my game involved this idea of my personal game involved exploration and discovery. Uh, another thing that I found I truly loved in games was the building a uh, building a team of people as well. So when you're playing EverQuest or World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, any of these great multiplayer games, you want to surround yourself with these really elite, highly qualified, really great video game players because it makes you better. It allows you to go further places and do further things. So I applied that to my life too. Like I started recruiting real life allies and finding people that were good in the things that I wasn't and and 
used them, use them. I, I don't use the word use like I'm using these people, but rather it's like I, I identify the people that were better at the things that I wasn't and sat down with them and, and had them help me kind of structure my life in a way so that, again, my only option was me for me to make small progress every single day towards learning that new instrument, learning that new instrument or setting aside more money to travel or taking the leap and traveling, even though I was terrified of doing such a thing. Awesome. All right. So we'll get into more detail about the, uh, building a team. But another aspect that's fun about video games and you, you talk about this is build, creating your avatar, right? Where you, yes. you go in and like, you, it's the very first thing you do. You get to pick like, even like when you're like a 30 year old grown man, you're like, you get really <laughs> excited about picking digital clothes, which I don't know what that says about me. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of sad. Nope. I do the same thing. And it's very important. Like you don't want to screw up. If you, you don't want to, cause that, you're your stuck wizard, with it. Over. You're stuck with it for the rest of your life or the rest of the video game. Um, so, I mean, is there a, a, an avatar building aspect of living a, a video game type life? And if so, yeah. how do you do that? Absolutely. So there's a big portion of the book that revolves around this concept of the hero's journey. And it's this concept that every great story in history, every comic book, every video game follows this story arc of a character that's kind of a fish out of water. They uh, enter this extraordinary world after there's a, after a call to action and they identify allies and they fight bad guys and they return home uh, a different person, him or her returns home a different person and you know changed, improved person. And it's very cyclical. And I noticed that in comic books and movies, specifically like these days with Marvel, you know, is doing a fantastic job with it. Every superhero has an alter ego as well, or you know, more importantly, every normal person that has an alter ego as a superhero. So, um, you know, for example, you know, Clark Kent is a mild-mannered reporter. Indiana Jones is a archaeology professor. Buffy is a high school cheerleader when she's not out slaying vampires. So. All of these characters have normal daily responsibilities that they must take care of. And then after they're done with their job or their schoolwork or whatever, they then transform into this superhero version of themselves that can do these wonderful things. And, you know, in this kind of personal development space where this book kind of uh, touches upon, it's very easy for people to just write things and say like, oh, just follow your dreams and oh, quit your job and travel. And, and in reality, for a strong majority of us, like that's not an option. We have families to take care of. We have bills to pay. We have jobs that need to, you know, cars that need fixing, whatever it may be. So there's a cool opportunity to not allow yourself, you not allow your job to define you unless it's something that you truly, truly enjoy. Uh, so throughout the book, I share some fun examples of ordinary people that are from the nerd fitness community that have these really fantastic alter egos that allow them to do really exciting things. So for example, there's a gentleman by the name of Thomas who is a single dad and he is a construction worker. Uh, he, by day, he's a construction worker. And then after in afternoons, uh, thanks to his love of Japanese comics, he actually, him and his son have bonded over this. They found a comic in which there was a single dad with his son and they have to complete missions and quests in this comic. So he created a, a very similar setup for him and his son, and now they train in martial arts every afternoon, and it's become his alter ego. So it's a cool opportunity, I think, for people to kind of separate these portions of their lives and say, like, well, by day I might be a I might work in a cubicle or I might be a teacher, but by night I'm planning my next trip, or I'm a dancing uh, phenom, or I. Uh, 
you know, love to play music in this band or something. It's, it allows people to take care of their responsibilities, but also reframes their life in a way that like, yes, this is cyclical and you do have to take care of these other things, but you can also create these really fantastic alter egos of yourself that allow you to do things that you've always put off and, or things that you've maybe been afraid to try. Like this alter ego kind of allows you to compartmentalize it and, and then live out that second half as if you were this character and, um, and make progress on it. That's awesome. So let's talk more about the progress principles. This is the thing I love about video games. I think it's why it's so addicting is that like, like you said, like you don't go and beat, you don't go and fight Ganon in Zelda right at the very beginning. You have to start off and you like go and collect chickens or something like that. I mean, it's like <laughs> you get your wooden sword, you and get shield your wooden thing. sword and shield and uh, that's it. And then like, but through the process of doing these like little micro missions, like, they're dumb, but it's addicting to do them. And then, but you're getting better and better, and you're leveling up your guys. So you can actually fight the the big boss, right? Sure. So let's talk about let's get like let's get like a concrete example. How can someone take that idea of the progress principle in video games, right, and apply them to an, a quest in their life, right? Sure. So let's get like really specific here. So say if someone's goal is, I don't know, you come up with a goal. You wrote the book. Give me a goal. <laughs> I, I have been living this for seven years. Yeah. Uh, I could provide you with a very specific musical example or like a specific uh, travel example. Which one Which one would you prefer, sir? Let's go, let's go travel. Travel. Yeah. Sure. Travel's exciting, right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So for somebody that, let's say they've, they say they've always wanted to travel and yet they've never found themselves outside of North America, booking a flight tomorrow to New Zealand or Thailand probably is not an option. They're so terrified. That's such a nebulous goal. It's so far away on the other side of the planet that they it's something that they'll always say they want to do, but they've never been able to do. Uh, I was very much the same way back when I was 24, 25. And at this point, I'd already started nerd fitness, but I had never traveled. And I wanted to travel, and I started making my list of things to do, but some of them were still so far away. The idea of traveling alone scared me. I... Uh, traveling around the world, specifically alone, both of those things like added up to become the Ganon of my life, like the final boss in in my head. And it was like, that's that's it's not going to happen. So I took a much smaller trip and I traveled with a friend of mine who is very well versed in travel. We went to Peru, which is still a, it was a huge step for me, but because I was traveling with somebody that knew what they were doing and it was to a country where I spoke the language already, so I was uh, relatively fluent in Spanish back then. It, it, it to me, it seemed like a level, a, a jump from level, you know, four to level five instead of a jump from level four to level fifty. So making that small step and taking this smaller trip, allowing me to travel in a foreign country with a friend, it's like okay, like I can, I can do this. This is, this wasn't too bad, and then that gave me the confidence and the ability and the. Uh, kind of lit the fire under my butt to say like, okay, now let's take that next trip. And that next trip then was to Australia. And Australia was like, okay, this might be way farther away than Peru, but I'll speak the language. I know I can get around. I'll be surrounded by other travelers. And then it eventually led me to traveling through China where I didn't speak the language. I was traveling alone and uh, was able to do these things because I had been able to kind of slowly level up my traveling through those examples. So I realize my example might be a little bit more extreme than many others. For somebody else that very rarely travels, it might be as simple as taking a weekend camping trip instead, a uh, weekend camping trip in your backyard instead of 
convincing yourself to go to uh, you know a grand a national park on the other side of the country, or if you're unable to fly over to Europe, maybe taking a trip a day trip up to Montreal or somewhere in Canada from where you are in the United States is applicable. So it's kind of ramping up the difficulty a little bit and taking you slightly outside of your comfort zone instead of so far outside of it that you kind of either shut down or you refuse to do it. It's like dipping your toe a little bit further in the water instead of having to mentally convince yourself to cannonball into the deep end. Gotcha. But here's a question though. Like one of the things with video games that makes them so addicting is the XP, right? Experience points. Because you can see a meter on your various aspects of your character, his strength, oh, so addicting. his speed, his like, I think like in Fable, like there's like a morality one, like you're either like a good guy or bad guy. And you see like this meter going in either direction and you're like, I got to like increase that. Right. So there's, you know, there's certain tasks that you can do to earn the XP you need to get to sure. the next level. Is there a way that, I mean, did you, have you come up with like an XP system uh, with your epic quest of awesome to keep track of various aspects of your life. So you know that, okay, if I do this, if I work out, I get this many XP for the day. Is there something like that going on? <laughs> yeah. So when I started, uh, I had neither the the resources, the talent, or the the money or time really to pull off something like this automatically. So I just kind of created a very simple system. It was like, okay, every time I cross something off of this list, I earn 20 experience points. Every level has 100 experience points. So every time I cross five quests off the list, my character levels up. And that sustained me for many, many years. And we actually have members of our community that have created like these really elaborate Excel spreadsheets of what their questing system would look like. Some of them were for social skills, like they have to go talk to a stranger every morning or they have to go for a walk every day and track their mileage to see if they can walk the distance between the Shire and Mordor or something <laughs> like that. So fortunately with this book, there's actually now a system where if you go to leveluplyourlife.com, you can create a character, aka create your avatar, determine what character class you're joining. If you like to, let's say you, you know, and because uh, I think being active is such an important part of how you're going to level up your life, uh, depending on what class you're interested in becoming. So maybe if you like to strength train, you're a warrior. If you like to run, you're a scout. If you like to do martial arts, you are a monk. Or you like to do parkour and gymnastics, you're an assassin. So we've actually created a system where you can write in your own backstory, create your character's alter ego, pick your class, and then input your quests, assign experience point values to them, and literally level up your life, literally level, level up your character as you are leveling up your life. Uh, and it gives you a chance to assign those point values to whichever quests you deem are most important. So my quests involve things like travel. They might involve um, music. Like I'm, I'm in the process of learning to play the violin. So a lot of my quests uh, from a musical standpoint, are around making sure I practice every week, um, slowly ramping up, uh, making sure I'm taking lessons, or ramping up to a, a master boss battle, which involves me with my violin in a bar in Dublin, sitting or Dublin or somewhere in Ireland with my fiddle, playing Irish tunes with uh, with locals. So there's a there's a fun thing that you can do. Like I said, it's at leveluplyourlife.com. Uh, where you can create your character, assign those values, and actually start leveling up and put uh, specific points to those quests and make it far less nebulous and way more concrete. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. 
This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a thoroughly modern design. The exterior has been reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and the interior is built with robust materials and integrity. The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions. Durability has been tested to the extreme, cargo capacity means more room for your gear, and there's been powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system that keeps you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering, and the Defender is ready for a wide range of adventures. The Defender family features two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further, the Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. That's LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. All right, so if you're like me, you've probably signed up for a whole bunch of stuff that has a recurring monthly fee. Subscriptions to newsletters, subscriptions to services that you use online, uh, could be a streaming service, something like that. You sign up for it and then you forget about it. And then every month you're getting charged and charged and charged and they just all add up and you have a hard time trying to figure out where did I sign up for this? I don't know where this is coming from. Let me tell you, there's an app that can help you with that. It's called Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I had a chance to use Rocket Money and it works. You connect your account to it and then it goes through your accounts and helps you find those recurring subscription fees that maybe you forgot about and then you can cancel them and save yourself a bit of money each month. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com manliness. That's rocketmoney.com slash manliness, rocketmoney.com slash manliness. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of known in negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now 
at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. Awesome. All right. So there's throughout the video game, there's different points where you do level up, right? And it's, I remember like the old school game, like there'd be like a little sequence, right? You level up and there's like, like bright lights and like Zelda throws up his sword, ding, you know, it's like, (laughs) and they get like, usually when you level up, you get something, right? There's like a reward. Sure. Um, But they do it like you make this point in the book that video games reward you uh, in a specific way that we typically don't reward ourselves in real life. Right when yeah. we do when we accomplish something. So what what can we learn from video games about rewarding ourselves whenever we do level up in life? Sure. Uh, and I apologize for the sirens. I just uh, relocated to New York City a few months ago, and although I blocked them out in my head, and now when I'm doing these interviews, I can hear them. So it's kind of funny. Um, in life, a lot of people reward themselves with things that make them either unhealthier or give them a step back. So it's the equivalent of, oh man, I just went for a three mile run. I earned this, uh, I earned this piece of cake or, oh, I was able to get through all of my work. Therefore I've earned this, uh, you know, these, this night out of heavy drinking or something like that. And it's the equivalent of taking two steps forwards and three steps back with video games. Uh, my favorite example is from a game that you and I both love, The Legend of Zelda. Yes. And that's rewarding yourself with things that reward you back. So when you defeat uh, the first, you know, the, the, in the first dungeon, the first bad guy, you earn, let's say, you know, a boomerang or a bow and arrow or hook something, hookshot, yeah. something that allows you to progress to the next level. So it is like a momentum building reward. And those rewards slowly increase what your character is capable of. They encourage you to want to continue playing even more. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's done so perfectly well in games like World of Warcraft and, and you know, Fable and any, any, any role-playing game or Call of Duty where once you reach a new level, like you unlock a new item for your character, but only part of it is functions until you get to the like the next level so not only does it reward you with something that makes your character better but it even gives you a gentle nudge to keep playing and continue further so i applied that to life as well it's like well what if we start rewarding ourselves with things that reward us back and you know in the book it's called like you know finding your treasure chests and like thinking in terms of zelda don't reward yourself with things that make you take step backwards but things that encourage you to step further forward so let's say you're trying to become more fit and you say, okay, I'm going to exercise three days a week, every week for the next month. If I do that, then I'm allowed to buy, let's say, three new shirts or something. Two shirts that fit you and one shirt that is slightly smaller than the shirt that you're currently trying to put on. You then have rewarded yourself with something that is going to encourage you to continue down this path of living a healthier life and one that nudges you even further to say like, oh man, I now have a goal in front of me to to work towards. Uh, That's just an example for fitness. You could say like if I'm trying to write a book, if I write every morning for – if I write 500 words every morning for two weeks, I will buy myself a ticket to this writer's conference that will then encourage me to write more. Or if I set aside $50 a week to travel, um, I will then subscribe to this travel something or other that encourages you then to travel more. So it's looking at your life in a way. Like One of my examples, and I actually have to go out and buy it now that I've completed it, but I had to convince myself to perform on a street corner, uh, which scared the crap out of me. Uh, 
performing in public is terrifying, but I loved the movie once and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to stand in a street corner like Glenn Hansard and play a guitar. And if I do that, then I can replace my hundred dollar guitar that I've been playing on for seven years with an upgraded leveled up guitar that will then encourage me to play more music. So it can apply to literally any type of quest that you've put together. It's trying to think of it in a way, instead of rewarding yourself, taking a step back, rewarding yourself with how does this further improve me or kick me even further down this quest path that I'm on? Yeah, I think that's ingenious because I think that a lot of what I see what a lot of people do when they're they have like this self improvement kick. They're like, "All right, I've got the self improvement kick. I'm going to get all the stuff that I need to make this possible right at the very beginning." So they drop a load of cash, right, and then they don't do anything. <laughs> they're like, you know, a week later, they're like, okay, so I've this, moved on to the next. This thing, is yeah. great because like they can actually okay, they can start doing something right with the bare minimum. And then if they, they can, that's when they can figure out, okay, is this something I actually like? I mean, that's, that's a problem that I, I've seen a lot of people I've run into too. Is like, I want to do something, but I don't know if I'm actually going to like it. Right. And sure. so there's always that fear that I'm going to invest a lot up front. And then I'm going to find out this was a terrible, terrible mistake. I do not enjoy <laughs> this at all. Um, I immediately regret this decision. I, yeah. I immediately regret <laughs> this decision, but this provides a way like you can test it out. Right. And if you like it, then you get, reward yourself with something that will allow you to further your uh, your your progress in that thing that you found out you enjoyed. Yeah, it's like in in games there's always like a skill tree where you every time you level up you earn like a point and then you can put it where you want it. Yeah. Like the other path which you were just describing is the equivalent of getting all of your points and putting them all into one discipline and then playing for another half an hour and realizing like, "Oh, I don't actually like playing as this type of character." Uh, I give up. I quit. But if you can kind of dip your toe in the water and, you know, like I remember when I started Nerd Fitness, I had actually started two other types of blogs before Nerd I started like a music blog and a sports blog. And and after two weeks, I was like, I don't want to write about this stuff. Yeah. Luckily, I hadn't bought anything. You know, I set up a free basic website. So Nerd Fitness was a very basic free WordPress template. And that survived me for a while until I realized six, eight, ten months down the road, I was like, I'm freaking loving this. Like, this is the path I'm supposed to be on. Luckily, I didn't go all in on those other two. Uh, I found the path that worked for me, and then I continued to add attribute points to to that path or that that quest line I was working on. Awesome. All right, so you mentioned um, multiplayer mode uh, early on. Um, why is a team important for your epic quest of awesome? And what sort of people should you be looking for in your your team? Yeah, well, it's... Some games are fun to be like the lone wolf going in against insurmountable odds. And, you know, it's like the Jack Bauer or the... Leroy Jenkins? (laughs) Yes. It's Um, still funny. It's it's every time it's funny. Every time you watch it, it's funny. (laughs) Uh, It's awesome. Uh, Yes. Um, So anyways, life is a multiplayer game. It's fun to think that what we do... Uh, we are working we are by ourselves. Uh, however, life is a multiplayer game and who we surround ourselves with and kind of how we build our environment around us are responsible for such a huge portion of us actually reaching and accomplishing the goals that we're trying to pull off. You know, we are products of our environment and I think as the quote goes or saying goes and I don't necessarily believe it 100% but I found it to be very true is you are the average of the five people you associate the most with. And to go back to video games again, you know, do you want to be the one person in your group of five people who is better than everybody else on your team? You are the guy that gets all the kills, but your team stinks, and you just get to be like, you know, like, oh look, I'm the best on my team, but your team is terrible. 
Or would you rather be in a team of four elite commandos or four amazing characters in World of Warcraft that allow you to go fight freaking dragons and explore far off places that you've never been able to see before? Obviously in games, everybody answers with the second one, like, I'm not stupid. But then in life, they spend all of their time with people that are negative, that have no interest in improving their lives, and uh, would rather drag you down than pick you back up, right? They're hanging out with like Natalia's from GoldenEye, right? Is that? <laughs> I hated that chick on that I, game. I she just like walk around and then she just like stand in front of you and get shot. And it's just yeah. like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's the equivalent of having a like a an NPC like a non-player character with you. Yeah, that is really terrible at it. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was just playing Bioshock Infinite, and you have to help a, a woman in that game as well. And she is phenomenal. Like she helps. She, she like the, her AI is awesome, and it's like this makes the game better. And you're surrounded by people that are improving you on your path. It works in games. It works in real life too. So I try to surround myself with a few different types of people. Very much like, uh, you know, if Justice League was made of all Supermans, all it takes is kryptonite and they're screwed. But if you have Superman and Batman and, sure, even Aquaman um, and, you know, Wonder Woman, you have this diverse group of people. If you're playing World of Warcraft, you have a wizard and uh, a warrior and a healer. You're going to be far more capable as a team. So I try to surround myself with people that are better than me people that I am teaching and people that are at the same level as me. So whether it's in health and fitness, I look to people that have done what I've wanted to do and I can ask them, how did you do it? And it helps me further down that path. And nerd fitness, I have a community of people that I am helping that are slightly behind me uh, or even some of them are probably ahead of me as well, but people that I can help further down because I'm a little bit further ahead than them. And we all know that one of the best ways to get better at something is to teach somebody else to do it. Uh, and then the final category I like to throw in there is the wild card. So I think in the book I call it like you want your Jedi master, your fellow Jedi, and your um, your Padawan, your apprentice. And then you have the wild card, a.k.a. the Han Solo of the crew, the person that takes you outside of your comfort zone, that uh, does things that probably make you slightly uncomfortable, whether it's tra- – you know, like if, if you are socially awkward, then hanging out with somebody that is – you know, has, has kind of that the social game figured out, hanging out with them more often and then having them get you into more situations where you have to improve in the, the way that makes you uncomfortable, um, the, the more well-rounded, the more leveled up you're going to be. So very much like a game, I surround myself with allies that help me improve my quests. And in turn, I try to make their lives better as well. And we've all seen it with mastermind groups or, you know, groups of friends that uh, not just have game night, but they have, you know, book clubs and they all have running clubs or whatever. So it's understanding that you're not alone in this journey. And if it's just up to you, it's very easy to quit and skip a workout, sleep in. It's very easy to skip a lesson that you've – whatever. But if you have groups of people that are counting on you and will hold you accountable – you are far more likely to follow through with it and progress further in this game we call life. Awesome. Avoid Natalia's. <laughs> Avoid Natalia's, yes. Okay. All right, so I'm going to ask you this question, which will lead into my next question, but what was the very first video game you conquered? Who? Very first game I conquered. <sighs> I th- so The Legend of Zelda for, for regular Nintendo came out before... 
Well, I, I was I was a young kid when that came out, so I don't think I ever beat that one. You know, I was like four or five maybe when that came out, so I was a little before my time. I think the game like I f- first fully beat completely, and it was with friends. We passed the controller around, but I remember beating is The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. That was a great one. That was like my favorite game. Uh, for many, many years. I think there was one point where my mom made me stop playing it because I heard the Zelda music in my head and I couldn't sleep and I made the mistake of telling her this. And she was like, well, that's easy. You're not playing Zelda for a few weeks. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, so yeah, the first game I remember was Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past that I remember like completing and and having that just immense sense of satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I love that. My first was Karate Kid on NES. Oh, wow. Did you, you ever play that? Good game. Is that like, was it the one, was it Karate, was there only one Karate, or did they have Karate Kid too? Because the scene I remember is when he has to break the ice. Yeah, with your so camera. it was like a combination of like uh, Karate Kid okay. 1 and Karate Kid 2. So like you start off, the very first level is the uh, the tournament at the end of Karate Kid 1. And you have to do yeah. the crane kick to beat Johnny. And then if you do that, you get to go to like Get Okinawa. everybody back. Yeah. You have to go to Okinawa, and then you have to like you know break the ice and all that. Do the catch. I, okay, so you have to catch flies that. with the chopsticks. <laughs> but I remember I was just like so excited when I beat it because it had like the. I mean, you remember the old school days when you conquered a game? There'd be like just like this, like it was like a Mr. Miyagi head, and there's just like text that scrolled down, like uh-huh. told you like here's what happened, and like. This sure. Awesome. You just like glory in it. Um, oh, so good. Gloria Love, which was a great song from Karate Kid 2. That's right. Nominated for an uh, Academy Award, which is like best soundtrack it's song. It's awesome. I, I freaking love Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Peter Cetera is the man. I don't know. Like, they're so underrated. I think uh, people need to go check out Chicago and Peter Cetera. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> it's my jam. Like, you just feel pumped up when you listen to that stuff. <laughs> Not gonna, not gonna be afraid to admit it. Good. All right. So this is the reason my question. So what's the end goal with this sort of video game life as video game? Like, is is our life conquerable? Is there are we gonna get the Mr. Miyagi head at the end? Starting uh, off, or is this something different? It's a little different. So I think I like to come up with kind of games that they may or may not have an end. I think the game of life itself, there is literally one end and it's our game over screen that we have no control over. To an extent we do, but you know, it's tomorrow's no guarantee. So we have to do the best that we can to enjoy today and make progress. So instead of having a game over, instead of having an end game, I think of them as each quest line is kind of like its own game. And just like any other hero's journey or any other video game or movie or book, there are always plot twists. And for you, Brett, I'm sure your life changed pretty drastically when you had your first kid. Sure. And the your game changed at that point. And before that, I might have been heading down a specific path. And then, oh, plot twist, um, you know, uh, you and Kate are pregnant and there's, uh, you know, you have a baby on the way. It's like, okay, now my new game might be becoming the best, the best father I can. Um, for myself, I had traveled very extensively for a year and a half and crossed off 15 to 20 things on my list. But I wanted to have a home again because I was living out of a backpack. So my game shifted where instead of traveling permanently, I then had a home and I was booking smaller trips. And I was my, my focus shifted from visit more places to get stronger and become more musically talented uh, or improve my lack of talent, I guess is a better way to put that. So the game, the full game of life uh, I think there's, like I said, we have one quarter that goes in the machine and we do our playthrough to the best that we can. 
and and then there's the game over. In, in between you putting the quarter in and that game over screen, there are so many different paths that you can choose to take. And depending on aspects of your life or life moments or memories or changes in passion or uh, you know uh, specific things that that alter your course, your your course, your hero's journey, um, the game changes and. You're, I think that's okay for people. Like you don't how I felt six years ago and the quest that I built and the vision I saw for myself at level 50, which is what I kind of see as like fully leveled up, is very different now than it was six years ago. And I think that's okay. Awesome. So there's expansion packs, right? <laughs> yes. You can always add more provided you're at least working on them in some way. It's very easy for people just to add, 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 add and then add. never make any progress. Make any. You, got, you got to beat the expansion pack first before you can go on to the next one. Right. right. And then also like being like there's side missions, right? Like once you beat the main, like on Grand Theft Auto or like my, I don't really like Grand Theft Auto cause I always feel kind of skeezy playing it. Um, but the one that I like is Red Dead Revolver, you know, cause awesome it's, game. it's awesome. It's like, a, it's about a guy who's going to avenge his father's death. It's freaking awesome. Anyways, like once you do that, you can like, you're done, but there's like other stuff you can do within the world of Red Dead Revolver. Yeah, and I've seen it so many times with fitness on Nerd Fitness, and it's probably my favorite thing to hear, but everybody starts with a quest to lose weight. They're like, I just need to lose 50 pounds. I want to feel better about myself. So they follow the the framework laid out in, in this book and Nerd Fitness, and it's they build a team of people to help them succeed. They structure their lives in a way where they're making consistent progress. They have rewards set up to push them forward and accountability set up to keep them on target. But as they are completing the game, as they are reaching this 50 pounds lost, AKA what they think their end goal is, the closer they get to it, the more they realize how much they actually enjoy exercising. And like, I've heard this from almost every single one of our big, big success stories, people that have lost hundred pounds, 150 pounds, whatever. They say, like, I never thought I would say this, but I actually enjoy exercising now. And their goal or their game has shifted from a weight-based goal, aka I want to lose 50 pounds, to a performance-based goal. I want to run a marathon or I want to – yeah, I wonder how long I can hold a handstand, and I wonder, you know, if I can deadlift 500 pounds uh, or something along these lines. So, when shifting from a number goal to a performance goal, it's the equivalent of slaying a dragon. And then instead of saying like, "Oh, look, I slayed a dragon. I'm done," and going back and eating terribly and sitting around in the pub telling everybody how great you are because you slayed that dragon, you get your ass out there and you go find another dragon to slay, one that's a little bit bigger that lives in a larger mountain that's even further away than the one that you just kind of took care of. Awesome. Well, hey, Steve, this has been a fascinating conversation. Where can people learn more about the book and your level up system? Absolutely. The book is available now across uh, all over the internet. It's, uh, it's available at levelupyourlife.com. Or if you go to nerdfitness.com, you know, there's, it's linked to there. But uh, levelupyourlife.com is where you can create your character and get started with building your own uh, epic quest of awesome and recruit allies and, and get started down this path to a leveled up life. Awesome. Steve Cam, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure, sir. Brett, the pleasure is all mine, sir. My guest today was Steve Cam. He is the author of Level Up Your Life, and that's available on Amazon.com and bookstores everywhere. And like Steve said, you can go to levelupyourlife.com and create your own avatar or character and start going on your own video game slash life adventure. Go pick it up. It's a really fun book. And you can also read more about Steve's work at nerdfitness.com. 
Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, help get the word out about the show. Really appreciate your support. And until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly. you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.